Let's be really honest with ourselves today. Do you sometimes think you know better than God? No, really. Do you sometimes think you know the best plan? You have a preferred method, um, your own planned out date on the calendar? It's time to finish off this series all about knowing your role. Because if you don't know, well, you will know in the next 20 minutes that your role is crucial to the body of Christ. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, Christian mentor and life coach. For the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. All right, y'all, wrapping up this one today, and I'm just so glad I've spent this time having three parts to this little series because I swear each week when I listen back to the episode, I'm over here like, oh, I forgot to say this or, oh God, that is so good. I have to share that as I'm out for a walk and he's just helping me understand more and more and more. And by the way, let me just say this. I get asked a lot about understanding God's word, about reading the Bible and understanding it and God speaking. And just so you know, this is something I love to help people with, especially women. This is how I coach women. This is how I mentor women. And if that's something you're looking for, then hit me up anytime, anywhere. Head to my Instagram and find me at Kayla Praise, K-A-E-L-A-P-R-A-Y-S, or just email me at info at KaylaPraise.com. All the links are always in the show notes for you as well. Okay. But the other piece I want to share is that God often speaks to me so that I can understand, like so that I can really understand, which means it's examples from my own life. It's challenges I've been through or am going through or probably am about to go through. It's not all rainbows and flowers over here. It's often the storm and the flood before the rainbow, you know, but once that rainbow hits and you see and experience that promise and that like other side, then I truly believe we've got a share. We've got to allow God to amaze the world through us. As believers, I really think that's our responsibility. And for the sake of this episode, dare I say our role to let God amaze the world through us, to speak, to share, to give hope to others, to truly declare that we are overcomers with Christ, that we are victorious through Christ, that the enemy is defeated by the blood of the lamb, Jesus, and the word of our testimonies. That's Revelations chapter 12, verse 11. We have to speak up. We have to share. We have to know that we have a role in this and we need to live out that role. It's not God's role to like Morgan Freeman our lives so that others can just hear through his voice all that he's doing in our lives. It's our role to share, to walk it out, to speak up, to help others overcome and receive hope through us and through our lives. Well, looks like we are right back into it. I've spent the past two episodes talking about God's roles and our roles and knowing the difference. I have a direction I'm headed today to bring this point home, hopefully super hard so that you will walk away from this fully confident, not only in your role as a believer in Christ, but fully confident in God and in his roles and in the relationship you have with him. So I've got some easy points for you to remember today and it's time to jump right in. So first, you are not God. I told y'all it's super simple today to close this out. You are not God. And you know how I roll. It's never for you. It's for me too. So I am not God. 
I know I've said it previously in this series, God's roles are not your roles. Your roles are not God's roles, yet we still get it twisted sometimes, don't we? There are some declarations of truth I feel like I've been needing to speak out loud, and maybe you need them too, so let's just hit these. God loves me. No, really, I need you to say this. God loves me. And I need you to say this because I've learned this past week that as I've been telling myself these statements I'm about to share, I haven't started with this. I obviously know God loves me. It's one of the first things we are taught even before we believe, right? Jesus loves me, this I know. (laughs) While we were still sinners, God loved us. Because of his great love for us, he sent his son to die for our sins. Like it's pretty clear God loves us. Yet it's still crucial to remind ourselves of that fact when we are going into these statements. So here we go again. God loves me. When it comes to time and timing, I am not God. I am not God. You are not God. It sounds all nice and Christian-like to say, trust God's timing to someone else, right? But how often do you really say, like, for you, I am trusting God's timing and mean it? Like, I really feel like this has become such a blanket statement that we don't even think about what it really means before we say it. I'm just trusting God's timing. Well, first of all, let's start taking the word just out of that statement, because that implies that we aren't satisfied, that we're almost annoyed. And yes, that's the truth often. Gosh, I've been there straight up like, well, I'm just trusting God's timing. And hear me clearly, I'm not saying to try to cover up your feelings. Obviously, God already knows how you're feeling. He knows you're frustrated. He knows you're getting impatient again. He knows you're being attacked. He knows your desires. He knows you're crying. He knows you're trying. And still, his timing is perfect. Oh, My goodness, I just said and then wrote that one sentence with a fresh understanding that I've never applied to my life before. Ah, It's so good. His timing is perfect. His timing is perfect. Are you getting it? Not his timing will be perfect, but his timing is perfect, is present tense. So when I'm saying his timing is perfect, I'm speaking that right now is perfect too. Right now is part of his plan too. It's not just perfect when the prayer is answered, when that husband arrives, when that promotion happens, when that sickness is healed. His timing is not just perfect then. His timing is perfect right now. God's timing is perfect. Oh, I hope you are catching what I'm throwing. I will never say that statement the same way. God's timing is perfect. Where I am right now, today, I'm in his timing. Man, I don't even want to let go of this point because it's just blowing my mind right now. And you know what else it's doing? It's increasing my faith. It's elevating my trust. It's opening my eyes. Fresh statement. God loves me. When it comes to timing, I am not God. God's timing is perfect. Okay, I got to keep moving. But before I do, one thing I said in the last episode that hit me when I was listening was that I said, if we truly walk out our role and let God walk out his. Now I said it and then explained because there is no if with God. But let me have a real honest moment right here. I don't run the show here. I don't let God walk out his role in my life. Like me letting him do what he wants to do in my life is not like this game of red light, green light that I'm in control of. Like God is God. I am not God. And I just wanted to clarify that one because as I was listening back, the Holy Spirit was helping to clarify in my own mind what words I chose and to make sure the point came across really, really clearly. 
All right, number two, because if I don't do it now, we will only have number one in this whole episode. So remember, number one, you are not God. Number two, you are not the Holy Spirit. This one. Now you may be saying, really, Kayla, they're the same thing, you know, the Trinity. Yes, and also no. The Trinity, what a concept to understand, right? But it's important for me to share these separately because I think we actually understand them separately. I shared in the previous episodes about saying, I'm not your Holy Spirit, remember that? I shared about the woman who wanted to take the winter jacket and boots for her children from the community donations that we were distributing to flood evacuees at my church. And in that moment, I let her decide. I stood by, I'm not your Holy Spirit. And in that instance, it wasn't hard for me to let her make her own decision. But what about a situation that I think I know better than the other person? Or what about this? What about a situation where I think I know what God wants them to do? What do I do then? I'm going to need you to catch yourself. (laughs) I think I know what God wants for them doesn't fly. I think I know better doesn't fly. Again, our role is to speak God's truth, not speak what we think he wants someone else to do. You are not the Holy Spirit. Let's talk about the role of the Holy Spirit. Jesus tells us in the book of John a lot about who the Holy Spirit is and what his roles are. Chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus says, But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Chapter 16, verse 8, Jesus says, describing the Holy Spirit, And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. I'm not up here convicting people of their sin. Or am I? Are you? Stop it. That's not our role. But I thought I was supposed to hold other believers accountable. Yes, you are. Iron does sharpen iron. We are to encourage one another. We're instructed to confess our sins to one another. The Bible does say to pay attention to one another. And if your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. I could go on and on right in this vein, but what I cannot go on and on in or even find is a scripture where the word of God says that we as people are to convict one another. Conviction is the role of the Holy Spirit. You are not the Holy Spirit. I am not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is unique in the Trinity. And when we try to be the Holy Spirit, try to play the Holy Spirit's role, we really, really need to check ourselves. Like, check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. (laughs) Have you ever wondered why Jesus is our example? Have you ever wondered why God isn't our example and the Holy Spirit isn't our example? Have you ever wondered why we are to be like Jesus, not to be like God, and not to be like the Holy Spirit? No? I've told you all I get super curious about stuff. I ask questions when I spend time with God. Does he always answer my question? Not always, but that doesn't change our relationship. I'm just super curious and he made me that way. And curiosity in our relationship keeps me going. Even though I fully understand I may not get the answer to my crazy, I mean, curious questions. Well, this right here is a great segue into number three. Remember, number one, you are not God. Number two, you are not the Holy Spirit. And number three... No, it's not. You are not Jesus. (laughs) Number three, you are you. This is such a powerful statement. I am me. You are you. I know I've hit it hard with God's role is not your role. But don't forget the other side of that. Your role is not God's role. 
Bottom line, you have a role in this. And it's time to make sure you're walking it out and living it out and truly experiencing and taking every opportunity God puts in front of you. You are you. This is not a limiting statement. This isn't a, well, you're not God. You're not the Holy Spirit. You're just you kind of statement. This is a you are you declaration with power. In the first episode of this series, I said I wasn't going to talk about roles as in your unique role in the kingdom of God. I wanted to talk about your role as a believer and God's role as God. Well, now let's hit that discussion. You are you. Paul said what I want to say so perfectly in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He says this, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. He goes on to explain, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. Oh, I'm going to pause right there for a second. Did you hear that? Paul said, and God has put each part just where he wants it. Just where he wants it. He is so strategic. And you are part of his strategy. You are part of his plan. Right where you are. Just as you are. He doesn't need you to be Jenny. He doesn't need you to be Tim. He needs you to be you. You are part of the body of Christ. And your role is to be you. To be you in the body of Christ. Don't become someone else who's already functioning in their purpose, in their calling, in their role. Be you. Your role was specifically designed for you. God is not trying to open a casting call for a hand in the body of Christ. He created you a hand. Stop trying out for roles that are not designed for you. And let me take that further. Stop trying out for roles that were not. Let me take that past tense because God has had this strategy since way before any of us started thinking about it. So stop trying out for roles that were not designed for you and then being upset when you don't get the part. Don't fit the role. Someone else is chosen. Do you know what one of my favorite lessons is that I've learned from the Bible? Well, obvs I'm going to tell you, but it's simply this. David didn't build the temple. This may not mean much to you, but David, King David, David and Goliath, David, the man after God's own heart, that David, though he wanted to build the temple and had plans, God said no. You can read about it in 1 Chronicles chapter 28. Verse 2 says this, David rose to his feet and said, My brothers and my people, it was my desire to build a temple where the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, God's footstool, could rest permanently. I made the necessary preparations for building it. But God said to me, You must not build the temple to honor my name, for you are a warrior and have shed much blood. Further down in the chapter, David tells the people, The Lord said to me, Your son Solomon will build my temple and its courtyards. See, I love knowing this. I love it because this is David we're talking about. Like David was chosen. He was anointed. He was clearly in God's will. He was obviously protected by the Lord. And he had a no doubt relationship with God. He wanted to do an incredible thing for the Lord, build the temple. He even had the plans, yet the Lord said no. And the Lord said, that's for Solomon to do. In that instance, David needed to know his role. And here's what's even more wild. David had to listen when God said, like, appreciate you. And yes, that's a good thing for my kingdom. But that's actually not your role. 
obvious Kayla's notes right there, right? (laughs) But the point is that knowing your role means listening to God, listening to the Holy Spirit, and knowing that there may be things that are good moves for the kingdom, yet they are not your role. And will you listen and be obedient in those times too? Let's head back to 1 Corinthians because Paul is just so, so good with this part. He keeps talking about the body and the parts and says this, How strange a body would be with only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Then he closes this thought saying, In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Oh, for real, head to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and just read it. Obviously, I prefer the New Living Translation of the Bible, but whatever your preference is, read that chapter. Your role is so important and so strategically chosen for you. So as I close out this series, my biggest desire is that you come away from these three episodes with a fresh understanding and a renewed excitement in your own relationship with God. My prayer is that you confidently seek his guidance, hear his voice, and then boldly walk out his truth in your life. You were uniquely created by God for his plan. When you know your role, not only can you experience God in a greater way, but the world can experience God in a greater way through you. Look, there's a person I've been thinking about and then was like, do I share this example? Do I talk about it? Will anyone relate to this? But as I just did a little more research, I know I have to share it. How many people lead the team in scoring in a game? One, right? (laughs) One person leads the team in scoring. Yet every other player on the team is crucial to the victory. It's the team that wins the game, not the individual. And each individual has their role, their position, their expertise. It's so well known in sports, right? You play your position. You're a professional at your position. You can probably do the other positions a bit, but you know for sure what your role is on the team, right? Let's talk about basketball. In the 90s, Chicago Bulls. And if you don't know, just stick with me. You'll get the point. (laughs) Let's talk about Dennis Rodman. I'm just going to talk about 1995 for the sake of not having to calculate average stats of three years together. In the 1995 season, Dennis Rodman averaged almost 33 minutes per game. For the sake of comparison, Michael Jordan averaged 37.7 minutes and 30.4 points per game. Rodman, in all those minutes, he averaged only 5.5 points per game. Why would the coach be playing Dennis Rodman so much if he was barely scoring? There were players off the bench scoring way more than he was. Do you know why? Scoring points was not Dennis Rodman's role. His role was to rebound, and everyone knew it. And it's not just that rebounding was his role. He was uniquely created. Well, truly uniquely created if you know more about him. But he was uniquely created with characteristics and skills to have this instinct of knowing where the ball was headed. And and then he had the determination beyond anyone else to go get it. The crazy thing is that Dennis Rodman made 48% of the shots he took. Yet he still only averaged 5.5 points per game that season. Just to give you some insight, last year the average shooting percentage of the entire National Basketball Association was 46.8%. So Rodman, who statistically has a better shooting percentage than the average of the entire NBA, only averaged 5.5 points per game. Why? That was not his role. I want this to encourage you. To some, your role may not seem flashy enough. To some, you may not be the star, be the most recognized, have the most followers, the most education, the most money. 
Who says what is the most important? As the body of Christ, we are one body with many members, and each member is crucial to the body, and each member's unique role is crucial to the body. Have you really thought about your body and thanked God for each unique part? I like dare you to grab an anatomy book or hit Google and look up each part of your body and what it does like what its unique and necessary function is, you will learn to appreciate what you didn't think was important before. Here's a few like fast facts about Dennis Rodman. He led the NBA in rebounds per game for seven straight seasons. Talk about knowing your role. He averaged 16.7 rebounds per game in that 94-95 season. No player has ever done that again. Twice, he had seven game streaks of at least 20 rebounds per game. He scored more than 20 points in only 19 games of his 1,080-game career, yet still is a Hall of Famer. Maybe all the Dennis Rodman talk went over your head or just zoom past the side as you don't really care about basketball like I always did. I just share how God teaches me because when I understand, then I can share and I can walk it out better. Look, you know the bottom line. Know your role. The whole team is depending on you, and they should depend on you because you were created for that purpose specifically and strategically. Let's finish this off with power. Repeat after me. I am not God. God is God. I am not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. I am me. My role is important. I was made for this. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Praise. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a written review in your listening app, I would really appreciate it. I'll see you next time.